Hello, we're the Sticky Bun Boys. I'm Michael. And I'm David. Welcome back to the podcast. We are already at the semi-final of the first series of The Great British Bake Off. I would say time flies, but it's only been, what, four weeks so far? Yes, and this is pastry week, so we're knee-deep in pies, pasties and tarts. Oh, I love being knee-deep in a tart. Actually, I've heard that. Oh, really? From who? Well, you know, scribbled on toilet walls, the usual. Right. Well, we should probably move on then, shall we? Let's get into it, right after these. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, David. A six-second recap of last week's episode. Three, two, oh, one, go. Do you know, sometimes we do these in blocks, so it's actually easy because it's actually been like half an hour ago. This was not a block. No, it was about two weeks ago. And we have done a marathon in between. A peek behind the curtain there. Oh, what even was last week? I think it was bread. bread? Yeah. Bread. Oh, Ed just did amazing. Is that, you all, know, is that all you have to say? Do you know, it wasn't bread. It was another one since bread. It was puddings. I had my notes. It was puddings. Oh, it was pu- they, were, they were in Bakewell. Yes. They did puddings and puddings <laughs> done who left jazz david great so <laughs> we've done really well <laughs> oh yeah jazz is still in it jazz we love you uh, so this week they are in mosel which is spelt mouse hole um <laughs> in cornwall for pastry week it was really interesting seeing the tent coastal it oh, really I freaked loved me out it. i loved looking through the windows and seeing all the boats going past and all the kind of seagulls yeah i would have oh, quite like what that. do you call a seagull that flies over bays no idea a bagel <laughs> Ooh, Isn't that good? it's good <laughs> If you want more of the jokes, come to our Patreon. <laughs> They're all it was beautiful, there. actually. Really yeah. beautiful set, I thought. It was really funny that because basically there was the tent set up and someone had just set up a greengrocer's outside the tent. Obviously, looking for some that. passing trade. It's like EastEnders kind of flower stalls, wasn't it? But if you'd run out of carrots in the tent, perfect. I mean, they often run out of ingredients when Mel eats them all. Did you notice, actually, in this one, when they came into the tent at the beginning, nowadays, kind of if you're facing the benches, all the judges and presenters stand on the left. But there was still on the right this time, which oh, means yes. that when they kind of take a front on shot, a full frontal, if you will, of the judges behind them, you see that corner of the tent. What are you laughing at? I'm just picturing a full frontal of the judges. Which ones in particular? I was picturing them and the presenters. <laughs> it was not very pleasant. But that's that corner that you don't normally see. That's yes. the one they always hide all the shit in. Yeah. That corner where all the producers stand. Um, and in ours, wasn't that the place where we piled our plates up so we could run and get them from the front? The presentation it... stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just thought that was interesting. And it's also a horrible coloured tablecloth that was very red. Anyway, the signature for this week was a 
pie in two and a half hours. A signature pie. This is the first time I think I had not realized that the whole soggy bottom thing started this early in series now, one. How many times can we say the word soggy bottom before we get sued by Love Productions? Soggy, soggy bottom. We could do a little, a little <laughs> jingle. Soon, we had a jingle. Do you remember we had a jingle? We did, yes. We recorded it for like hours singing this little jingle and then they cut it. Can we, can we play it? I think we can still play it actually. Yeah. Play it, Alex. Go. Soggy bottom, soggy, soggy bottom. Soggy bottom, soggy, soggy bottom. Soggy bottom, soggy, soggy bottom. Club. Such angelic singing voices that we have. Well, Paul was, he was very, like, he basically said, a soggy bottom is disgusting and it really does put you off. He was really harsh. It was the first bottom shaming I think the BBC had ever seen, (laughs) wasn't it? He said he was also looking for a nice golden crispy colour, which is how someone would describe his skin. Skin, yeah. (laughs) It's crusty, crusty bits as well. I have to say, if I was back on Bake Off again... I mean, I've done it once and I should have probably done it then. But now thinking about it, you know, those tins that have the little tiny holes in them so that like pastry doesn't fall between the holes, but then they get really crisp golden pastry. Trying really hard not to think about your tiny holes. (laughs) (laughs) Because you famously, both of them are tiny. Yeah. Your mouth is very small. And so is your anus. I've got, you a tight, I've got a tight mouth. Your, your jaw doesn't open that wide. Yeah, but I just don't have a big jaw. It's not tight, I don't think. But you're, uh, therefore, your lips are... Yeah, no, you're trying to stretch your lips. Your lips are quite tight. Maybe I need to do some exercises. <laughs> like like Kugels, but for you... Uh, was it Kugels? Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no? Kegels. 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 <laughs> What's Kugels? Thanks, thanks, Alex. Maybe it's just the German version. All of this is going to be cut. Because <laughs> we've not actually even gotten to any baking yet. But no, uh, thinking about your tiny holes, I completely agree. I like those perforated tart tins. Yes. They're lovely. Why are we talking about that? Just because you get a nice crisp golden bottom. I often sometimes find though that my pastry like goes through the holes. Only a little bit. But once it seeped into the wee holes and like burned into like wee nubbins and I was trying to lift it out, but it was like all stuck because it all gone through the holes. You didn't chill your pastry, did you? No. But if you chill it, it wouldn't do that. I don't like your tone. Head made a chicken, ham, leek and tarragon pie, which sounded absolutely delicious to me. All the pies sounded delicious, but were all a little bit just boring. They were bland. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, Paul mentioned that he said that a pie had to have a crust, like a top on it. Yeah. Um, and you went topless when you made a pie. Yeah. I mean, technically, I probably made a tart, didn't I? Because surely t- the top is the pie bit and anything around the edge is just a tart. So you don't think we need a top? No. Bottoms rule. Bottoms, bottoms rule the world. Who ran the world? Bottoms. So when Ed was making his pastry, he was using his hands to rub in the butter and flour, which to me is the worst part of baking. Like, I absolutely loathe that. You actually get cramp in your fingers. It's horrible. And what is the point, considering if the whole point of doing it is you try not to warm up the butter, put it in a food processor, it'll never warm up. So I didn't have a big enough food processor. Processor. (laughs) Prosecco processor. (laughs) Food processor. uh, When I was doing Bake Off, and obviously when you're making like a really, like a big amount of pastry, you have to have a massive bowl and loads of ingredients so i was using my hands to do it like a kilogram worth of flour and butter and it was genuinely a kilogram worth of flour and it took me about 45 minutes to get it all rubbed in mine would have ended up being that kind of flaky pastry just because there would be massive chunks of butter i must say i'm very good at rubbing them out though so it was fine on the pastry ed said he had to do it fast and keep it cold which sounds like (laughs) my love life really (laughs) Uh, our new format is going straight to judging so how did he do it actually looked very anemic it It did it looked very pale but it was very well baked and he got the seasoning just right it sounds lovely i love chicken and ham pie jazz made a chicken and mushroom pie which was 
notably bland for jazz. Yeah. She's only putting like a melted Mars bar in things. <laughs> She'd done it short crust and it was a little bit raw, wasn't it? She it like... was undercooked, soggy bottom, under seasoned. And Paul said her bottom was in need of attention. And <laughs> <laughs> you I related to her for some reason. Uh, Miranda made a salmon, cod and prawn fish pie with quail's eggs and melted cheese. And then I wrote in capitals, I am starving. <laughs> <laughs> This one does sound nice, but to me, when it's a fish pie, I don't really like pastry. I love the, you know, the potato topping. Oh, potato topping pie. with, with um, like chives through it and a bit of mustard. Yes. Or you could just, when she's saying the flaky bit, just having the flaky top. But I don't want like a soggy pastry around the bottom. All tops are flaky, famously. They are. The number of times you put in all that effort, nothing. What is the point of a quail's egg? So I can fit it in my mouth all in one. <laughs> the, only... the only reason for a quail egg. Fair. Did you see her just piling cheese on top of the pastry? Yes. That felt like it was like a very silly move. Considering she'd actually done quite a nice decorative top. She's all about trying to do just the the basic decoration. Mm. But there was quite a lot on there. And then the cheese would have just melted across it all. Yeah. And and then when it it came out, the cheese wasn't like bubbly and brown. It was just like wet and white. And everything was a bit wet and white, wasn't it? Everything was a bit wet and white. Another soggy bottom. And yet another filling that was under-seasoned. And Mary said, it's really disappointing, which is quite (laughs) cruel, really. And then then the Sue in the background just tucking in. These these are the presenters often have a little taste. Mel and Sue literally sit down for dinner, don't they? She was just spooning. She would just be, I like it. <laughs> like Mary and Paul slagging them off to high heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mel and Sue were like, mmm, delicious. Can I have more? Ruth made a minced beef cottage, well, not a cottage pie, but it was a cottage pie. Yeah. Thoughts? To be honest, it had a really nice golden brown pastry. It was very small. Paul was concerned that her pastry was too thick. And I quote, because you will get a bit of growth. Yeah. Um, and he said, I, I reckon she'll have a raw bottom as well. I bet he did. <laughs> but it didn't. It didn't. It was fine. Egg on his face. It was absolutely perfect. It was very small, but they loved it. I didn't want to eat it, but it looked fine. It looked just like the kind of pie you get from a shop. That's the thing. Because even the shape of it, it just looked like a gangsters type. A what? Is it gangsters? Alex will know this. Gangsters. 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 Like the upper class gangsters. Yeah. You get or, the gangsters and the gangsters. Or the upper class gangsters. That's all the people actually. We actually know what everyone made this week. But we know what everyone made this week because you are actually leading this section and you've That's written true. stuff down. Ready for the boring bits? Do you want BB or not? I want BB. Right. So pies were invented to hide the gross bits of meat that poor people ate. Do you know that? <laughs> no. They were eating like horrible little bits of meat, like like the left trotter and didn't want to see it so they put it in pies so you don't have to see it so like sausages nowadays well sort of but like the, the whole point of a pie is there's pastry and sausages famously aren't made of pastry oh no i just mean the hidden because like that's all oh, those horrible bits of sure. meat now just get well mashed apparently up. a famous type of like hidden disgusting meat pie was an umble pie because it's the insides of a deer which has become humble pie because poor people ate it Ah. And also, creepy pie men used to sell pies on Victorian streets and it was a mystery what was in them. That's what I wrote down. Because it was dead people. But that's where Sweeney Todd came from. But like, creepy pie men would be on the streets being like, do you want a pie? And they'd be like, what's in it? And they'd be like, not going to tell you. Do you know what? I'm really glad I don't watch the boring bits because they seem very boring, but you actually deliver it very well. I bring them to life. What you can I do. say? You do. You're a creepy pie man. <laughs> so the technical was a Cornish pasty. It wasn't ever going to be anything else, was it? No, perfect. Like, on this week, you'd walk into the tent knowing the technical was going to be a Cornish pasty. Yeah. Um, I loved 
watching jazz <laughs> tried to stuff all of the filling that she had on her plate. Like, so, she rolled out the, the bit. <laughs> you know, I was actually crying, laughing at this on the program. Especially, especially the way they cut to it. <laughs> Alex, it was funny. It was one of the funniest bits of <laughs> Whenever we lose our minds like this, Alex just stares at us and rolls his eyes. Because <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> it was so funny. Because but it was quite harsh because they basically made them make like 17 kilograms. <laughs> 17 kilograms of filling. They would make like a school dinner <laughs> stew. And then half of them were just like putting like two teaspoons in and folding it over like normal. And Jazz rolled out the entire dinner plates with a pastry. <laughs> divided the mixture in between them so there was no pastry visible and then she was trying to fold it over and it was like <laughs> how would you fold up a pastry when the whole of the pastry is covered in a mountain of filling <laughs> oh. but how did she do it because she actually managed it <laughs> I think uh, I think the funniest part was how seriously she was treating it. <laughs> it's true. And you had like melons too going, ooh, um, ooh, that's not, ooh, the food's quite full, isn't it? And she's like trying to stretch this paper thin pastry. They look like tacos. It was, oh. And not at any point did she just think, I'm just going to remove some of this. get rid of some of this. Oh, she didn't even look around to think like, how is everyone else coping with this? And then hers when they went, to, she went, to, she went to someone else's bench, and they they'd put they'd put all four onto a tray, and she was like, mine are like one per tray. How has this happened? One per oven. It was massive. <laughs> I so yeah, because then she looked. How did she think that they put the same amount of filling in? It's just impossible. Oh, she I, is the queen. I loved it so much. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. Right, we now need about uh, twenty minutes to recover. <laughs> So there was lots of seepage and leakage throughout. Paul was slagging off a bit when the pasties are made and like underneath there's kind of like this brown caramelized juices. They've all like, like squiggled out and, and yep. caramelized. That's the best bit of a pasty for me. Yeah, I think that gives flavor to the pastry as right, well. Right, exactly. It's delicious. Also, Ed had an extra hole, which they didn't like, but must come in handy. <laughs> Definitely can do. So guess who came bottom? Uh, Jazz. Jazz. Jazz was bottom. Uh, Ruth came third. Second was Ed, number two for both of the holes he's got. And then first was Miranda. Well done, Miranda. Well done, Miranda, who had a perfect pastry, amazing filling, and was well seasoned. And the showstopper was two pastry platters, one sweet and one savoury, made of three canapes and three sweet tarts in five hours. Does that make sense? No, no, it doesn't. It was a lot. It was basically they had to make each... Three sweet canapés, no, three savoury canapés and three sweet tarts in five hours. The problem is that they're not very good at explaining to you what they're making. So when they're just adding more and more things in there, they're just creating a rod for their own back. Like, they're not going to be able to tell us everything, and they didn't. Yeah, I didn't love it. It didn't make sense. I was a bit confused by everything that was going on. I feel like all their showstoppers have, like... It's loads of small things rather than one big thing. Yeah. So it's quite hard to follow who's doing what. Although I tried, so let's go. Miranda made a chocolate orange cheesecake pastry thing and a chocolate ganache and honeycomb pastry thing and a sweet strawberry tart, which all sounded quite nice. All very chocolatey, but fine. And then she also made crab bites, broad bean and tomato hearts and pancetta and leek and parmesan canapes. I I think I got everything there. 
Yeah, and she did it, She did quite well. I think when she was blind baking, she literally had like three baking beans in each one. I was like, that's not that's really going to weigh the pastry do down. Much, is it? But she was very smart because she kind of did the same thing for loads of things and just added an extra bit. So the same chocolate pastry, then added a bit of something else. And they yeah. were fine. They, apparently they were a bit thick underneath, but aren't we all? A um, bit big and messy, aren't we all? Perfectly seasoned, aren't we all? <laughs> 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 Ruth made raspberry and dark chocolate tart, a creme pat and cherry tart, and a citrus curd tart with a creme brulee top. I love the idea of the creme brulee top. But the curd? No. We had to use curd once. I hate it's rubbery. Yeah. Did we just make it wrong? Is it normally more like tender? I agree with you. What did she make for the savoury? Uh, just the one thing. Asparagus. Well, no, just one thing. I just wrote one thing down. <laughs> she was like, you asked me, I'll give you one. Uh, she made asparagus wrapped in rough puff pastry with parmesan, which sounded delicious. Do you know what? If this is true, she claimed to have invented it. I wrote it down. It is true. No, no, that's the only one I've written down as well. Oh, sure. She claimed to have invented it. And I've had that before. And it was delicious. Did she really invent People that? People have been wrapping things in pastry since the dawn of time. You name it, it's been wrapped in pastry. Well, in that case, it, she was on national TV. Did you think she was going to get away with that? I mean, we've all tried. You, you, you lied so much when you were on that show. Yeah, but things that people wouldn't know about, like my snake. <laughs> she did very well, actually. They were very happy with the bake and the flavours. And they said that her savouries looked fantastic. I had a problem with jazz in this episode, though, because she said she was making jaggery. This is, I was very Which confused. is an Indian dessert, quote, an Indian dessert made with carrot and condensed milk. That's halva. Carrot halva. That's yeah. not, jaggery is a sugar. Jaggery is the thing itself. Yeah, it's like a raw sugar. But then I thought maybe, oh, maybe it's just like the white producers getting it wrong. But Jazz was saying it was jaggery. And then I was wondering, you know how maybe in her part of India that she but comes no, from, they would call it that. But I, but I looked it up. I was like, nowhere can I find it. It felt like to me, perhaps the producers had been like, they won't understand. Just call it this. Because like, do you know when we were filming stuff and I was using this kind of brand of tempered chocolate crystals and I kept calling them by their name, which is Mikrio. And they were like, oh, stop calling it that because we can't use that word. Call it this. Was it something like that where they were like, oh, call it Jagger because people won't understand. That's really harsh if that is the case on her because it just made her look stupid. But they are delicious. I mean, Halva's gorgeous. It's basically like you boil down your carrots till they're really, really mushy in condensed milk with like cardamom and pistachio. And it's absolutely stunning. I did that for my Indian milk sweet. Out of the three Indian milk sweets, that was the one that was nice because we didn't have to make that curdy thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're like Ruth, really, just not doing what they asked. Then she also made a Thai chili red onion, duck and plum sauce and salmon and prawn savoury canapé. She was determined not to be bland, wasn't she? That was her big thing. But they all sounded lovely. Thai chilli red onion. Oh, I'd eat that. And she had really thin, crisp pastry. It looked mm. very, very good. Out of all of the ones for this showstopper, actually, Jazz's was what I wanted. Apparently, they were all perfect. Uneven bake, but lovely flavours. Um, and they were an excellent size. And then finally, Ed and his extra hole, uh, he made almond tarts with ginger and chocolate, which I took issue with because it was just a tart with a bit of ginger in the bottom and chocolate ganache on top. That's yeah. not... Anyway, uh, then a Yorkshire curd and currant tart, and then a chickpea and salami pate, red and yellow pepper with jalapenos, and asparagus and gruyere tartless. Basically, this whole episode has been me listing things. Yeah. It was very dull, this challenge. And also, usually I get quite hungry when we're talking about this, but we've had a pizza before now. We have had a pizza. Normally, we've not had anything. Yours was called Mr. Lava Lava, which I really enjoyed. I know, and I'm going to have a... It'll be lava lava in the morning. It really will be. It was quite spicy. <laughs> but that showstopper, it was the first time I think in Bake Off history where it, it they've been stressed and therefore the fun's not been there for me. Yeah. Ed, I have to say, I didn't realise before watching this series how calm he is. Mm. He's a very calm and chill person, so I quite like watching Ed for that. But it's, in a general thing, I didn't really like watching this showstopper. 
and I was bored. They all I enjoyed did very it all well. up to this point. This showstopper, I was a bit like, ugh, when will it be over? And then Jazz went home, which made it even worse. Oh. And that's it. We have our first ever batch of Bake Off finalists, Ed Kimber, Miranda and Ruth. It's been a very different series so far. And from what I hear, it stays that way for the final. But no spoilers. Yes, don't give anything away. I'm pretty sure you told everyone the winner in the first episode. Well, let's not focus on the details. On to this week's taste test, which comes from Alan, who says that chocolate ice cream is his nemesis. So much so that his mum used to give it to him as a punishment. Poor Alan. What an awful thing to happen. I know, right? Well, you know the drill. Does Alan go straight to jail or is he safe for now? 
fine and hopefully you didn't notice but if, if we sound very different in each take it's because we've been crying in between and sorry alan we just found your name funny that was it <laughs> that was literally it it wasn't even that it was the way you said his name yeah was you went alan like that <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you meant to anyway alan why did you even write in chocolate ice cream is a, if i pick an ice cream it's always chocolate oh my i'm the opposite really you get chocolate is never the ice cream i choose I don't know why because it because it's never t- tastes of chocolate. I was literally about to say it doesn't even taste that chocolate, but I just love it. But I like the taste of strawberry ice cream when it just tastes like pink. But I don't like the taste of brown. We... Famously, you do like the taste of brown. <laughs> <laughs> and we are opposites because I don't like the taste of strawberry ice cream unless it's like a vanilla one with strawberry bits rippled through it. So Neapolitan, loving the pink and the white, but not the brown. Chocolate and white, not the pink. Mm, interesting. Well, one in the brown, one in the pink. So uh, <laughs> I am sending Alan to jail, but you're not. No. Um, wait, I forgot it's not what, a punishment, I forgot is what it? his problem was. Would it be a punishment oh, if you eat the chocolate, it. though? No, I'll eat it, but not willingly. Basically, Alan, if you've got an allergy, then you don't have to go to... Oh, actually, if you had an allergy, that'd be quite a punishment from your mum. <laughs> Basically, Alan, you're going to jail. Right, on to the inbox. And we're starting... Is this the same Brianna every single time? I feel like Brianna just really likes getting in touch. Brianna, do you have a job? Shall we use her name properly? <laughs> Brianna. Brianna. But it might not be. There might be. I don't know if Brianna's a more popular name in America. No, we did. I did get some messages this week saying that you sound like it's like a Texan accent while on Valium. Oh. That's what your New York sounds like. Do you want to try harder? It's American though, isn't it? I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what am I going for? New York. I think perhaps do it in a normal accent, but then give like the last sentence in Brianna voice. Okay. Dearest Michael and David, because David can handle it better hearing his name come second. Correct. Michael was all in capitals. Thank you for being my absolute favorite podcast hosts. Anyways, Pavlova. I bought a book all about it and the recipe calls to add all ingredients to the bowl first and then beat them all together. I tried it and it came out all right. And to bake off and basically everywhere else, you're instructed to slowly add the sugar while beating. That was almost perfect, that wasn't was- it? It was certainly an accent. I think that they're going to think that Alex had put, like, cut Brianna <laughs> speaking then. I completely disagree. Also, good drag queen name, Pam Lover. Yes. Pam Lover. Very good, right? I disagree. Like, if you beat it all together, it's not going to get the right proteins formation. You say this, have you tried it? No. Because I started looking this up and literally thousands of people on Google say... Why have we been doing it this other way for so long? So I kind of looked up the science and there's nothing to say that you have to add the sugar in slowly. So have you tried it the other way? I've not tried it yet because I don't really like meringues that much. Oh, I love a meringue, but I always go Swiss. But actually with a Swiss meringue, you put all the sugar and the egg whites into a bowl at the same time, yep. warm them up and then beat the living shit out of it. So it's technically the all-in-one, but just hot. I am going to try this because from what I've seen, this will change my world if this happens. But does it depend on the sugar though? Because it could be powdered sugar rather than, than caster. I saw three different ones where people said someone had used powdered sugar, someone had used caster and someone had used granulated and all of them had said it worked fine. I mean, who uses granulated sugar in this day and age? But Firstly, this... grow up. We're in 2023. <laughs> Enough. Get richer. Yeah, secondly, get more money. <laughs> Did you yeah. know actually, during Bake Off, I used to run out of powdered sugar or rising sugar all the time, but I had a spice grinder and if you add your caster sugar to a spice grinder, you can make powdered sugar yeah lovely news that for me it is i mean they're all the same thing it's just how powdery they are yeah and we're just not going to talk about granulated sugar 
No, but um, yeah, so we need to try this because if that is true, it is absolutely ridiculous that it takes people like 20 minutes to make meringues because you're kind of spooning a little bit at a time mm. when you could just chuck it all in at once. The answer, Brianna, is we don't know. There you go. Okay, next one is from Jaya that says, Hi, David and Michael. Wrong Thank way around. Wrong way around. Well, it's not. It's the right way around, thankfully. Mm. Thank you for this podcast. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> Glad someone is. <laughs> they actually then wrote some more bits I've left out because then it said, as for applesauce, it is not apple butter like your dad's or a chutney. It's actually a lot more liquid. It's sort of like a ketchup consistency, which doesn't sound very nice, does it? They say it's pourable. Yeah, it's pourable. It's basically just apples cooked down. If you cooked apples down, it wouldn't go like ketchup. It's obviously got other stuff mixed in with it. Like and my main spice. question, like I've read this whole letter. My main question is why? Why did they send like, a letter what, in no, instead what, of an email? No, no. Thank you for writing in. Please don't stop that. But why are they doing this? They're, they're like p- melting down apples with or without sugar and then making it into like a spreadable, pourable ketchup. And it's, yeah, so when they say it's using... But ketchup's not spreadable. No, it's a lot slacker. Well, to be fair, you can spread anything. If you, if you try hard enough, anything can be spread. Even your... No, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Let's not go there. Um, yeah, because they say people, the reason we got onto this is because people said they use it as an egg substitute. But surely there's something else. You wouldn't make a whole batch of applesauce. But then Jaya says people put spices and vinegar into it. So oh. then you're putting applesauce in, so it's going to be spiced. In my in my mouth, I was about to say, but in my mouth it tastes like... Like a like, like tomato ketchup. Well, no, it tastes like, like, you know those really shit apple crumbles that you get? Oh, yeah. When the apple's been pureed, it tastes like that. Yeah. Like st- a, I would still eat it. I'm really hungry. <laughs> a gloopy apple pie or something. Oh, I love the word gloop. Oh, that's fun. Right. Anyway, Jaya has a question. She was just telling us there about applesauce. Sure. She has a question. Well, I do have a question. I guess, do you have a good British scone recipe? I grew up with these split with butter and cheese sometimes in mm. India. I now live in the US and the US scones are way sweeter and very dry. US biscuits are a lot more bland and savoury. I don't think the Not- US has scones, though, do they? They just have biscuits. I think so. But they have their biscuits with gravy. Sorry to you, USers, because Jaya does not like your scones or biscuits. I quite like a US biscuit because it's a bit more salty. Yeah, and if you're having it with, like, gravy or a soup or something, it's quite good because they are, they are quite dry-ish. Mm. But a scone, Jaya, there are some really good scone recipes out there. In fact, there's actually a very good one on the BBC Good Food website. But there'll be an even better one on our only flans when we come round to writing it. Oh, oh yes. Look at that. I actually no, I do I actually do have a really good scone recipe with loads of tips. And I've got a really good one with like I spoke about it in the podcast the other week with like cheese and apples and stuff. Oh it? yes. Right, well, let's do a what scone about your off. tips though. <laughs> let's talk about your tips. Let's do a scone off. What's your favourite tip? No, this is for the only flans. What's your top tip? Well actually my top tip would be you have your oven temperature hotter when you put them in and then you turn it down straight away. I'm certain we've said this on the podcast before. No, that was for cupcakes. It's just for everything, but it's actually <laughs> specifically for scones. We'll keep rolling it out. Also, you can put in like just a squirt of lemon juice or vinegar. You can't taste it. it just helps the raising agent boost Please a little bit. Please don't say squirt. Yours is about not glazing your sides. No, the glaze should stay on the top exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we... <laughs> the bottom's doing all the work. Anyway. Sorry, Jai, for writing in because we're not actually going to tell you the best scone recipe because it's going to be on our own We've plans. also not really answered Brianna and we've not answered Jaya. On Let's to George. George has to say. <laughs> On to George. George says, firstly, I love you both and love the Sticky Bum Boys. Neither of our names were first. That's good. Yeah. It's the only podcast. I religiously listen to it every week. I don't think he said it's the only podcast because that's not true. Oh, no. It's the only podcast I religiously listen to every week. (laughs) No, it's the only podcast and I religiously listen to it every week. There famously are no other podcasts in the world. I'm going to keep it as just that. There's no other podcast. Please just listen to this. That's going to be on our posters. The Sticky Bum Boys. There are no other podcasts. (laughs) 
Then he says, sorry for bringing this up, but there have been times when you've both shown a lack of historical knowledge of the show. <laughs> it's a good job you're rewatching all the seasons. Sure. And so I thought you could test your knowledge with the Radio Times Bake Off quiz. Okay. The Radio Times is a magazine just for anyone else, not in the UK. It comes out and gives you all your TV listings and things. It's very old fashioned. If you get less than eight out of 10, David needs to return his cake stand and Michael needs to ask for his recipes to remove from the Bake Off website. Well, no it one, feels like no goes in there anyway. if I lose... The public lose, but if you lose, only you lose. I Haven't you given away your cake stand? I was say, I didn't want the cake stand. This is not that bad either Should way. Should we both load it up on our phones? Okay, the first question is, what year did the Great British Bake Off premiere? 2008. 2008, yeah, because that's what we've just watched. Thankfully. Oh, I, we got I, it correct. I'm not sure. I oh, no, know. shit, we did it. We got it wrong. It's 17th of August, 2010. <laughs> I knew that one as well. We've literally just watched it. So you failed one. Great. Because it's 13 series and we're in 2023. Oh. Uh, question two, who won series eight? Series 8. Is that before or after Channel 4, The Jump? That's the first Channel 4. Well, actually, you can tell from all these people. So it's either Kate Lyon, Sophie Faldo, Liam Charles, Stephen Carter Bailey. No, but don't tell people that we've got a multiple choice because it makes us look clever. Oh, yeah, I sure. think it's Sophie Faldo. I'm pretty sure Sophie Faldo. Yes! is yes. the winner. She won't be happy with that picture of her, but sure, that's fine. I'm reading the next one. Which of these isn't a challenge on GBBO? Oh, there can be more than one answer. Technical, taste, decorative, signature. Well, so there's know. no taste for certain. No, no taste. <laughs> and decorative. No decorative. Yes. yes. We're legends. Oh, shit. What right. year did Bake Off move over to Channel 4? 2016? 2017. I'm going to go 16. 2016. My oh, God. yes, I won. It was 2016. <sighs> you can do the next one. Which series did Prue accidentally reveal the winner 12 hours before it was announced? <laughs> 10? No, that's ours. I'm going to say seven. Oh, yes, yeah, so it was. I'm no, gonna eight. Say I'm going to say eight. I'm going to say eight. Oh, you got it right. It was yes. series eight. Okay. Why was Ian Watters disqualified from the competition in series five? Do you know what? When we were running the marathon, we ran the marathon, everyone. We've told you a million times. When we were running the marathon, I saw Ian in the crowd. What did you? I literally saw him. And I said to Tom, as I was running past, like, there's Ian from Bingate. And then I got to the end and Richard, it was him because Richard saw him. We weren't spoke oh, to him. Oh, was he carrying a bin? <laughs> no was he the same year as, but, was he I the mean, same year as richard as pencil richard i think so yeah we have famously no not it's gonna be like all brand new when we watched when we watch these series i'm gonna say the ice cream for his baked alaska didn't set so we had no cake and presented what was left of it inside a bin exactly yes very famous that bit okay how did former host sue perkins <laughs> ruin howard middleton's english muffins in series four she i know one. yes didn't she yeah she lent on one didn't she, she lent on one. yes she did got it yeah. right think i elbowed your muffin that's what lesbians do uh <laughs> next talking of lesbians which celebrity replaced sandy toxvig as presenter oh, we all know this matt it's matt lucas although miriam margulies is an option that would have been great thank goodness we got some easy ones towards the end which contestant won the show without ever winning <laughs> star baker is that a read i mean thanks it's, thanks it's david atherton i mean that's me thank god che you've won cheers something. for that Oh, it's got a picture of The me picture of you is really bad. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks twice. <laughs> Which one of the judges or hosts did this cheeky quote come from? They've got to beat it until it's really, really stiff. That's wasn't not that this, cheeky. Wasn't that one of the ones that you said to me last week? So that may be Mary then. I think it's Paul. I'm going to go Mary. Who was it? Mary! Oh, damn. Yes. So I got 7 out of 11. I got 10 out of 11. He Mine got says me nice open crack. like 7, 11, and yes, it's me. Daddy's always choosing. Who's that? Salt and pepper. Know. But they said it was out of 10, but that's fine. I mean, you still good. won. So I'm going to have to write to Bake Off and ask them to take off my recipes. I don't know. I mean, that was fun though. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Turns out you know a lot more than me. That's your lot for this week. As always, thank you for listening. 
Remember, there's over 30 weeks of bonus content on our OnlyFans, including bonus episodes, Q&As, recipes, taste tests, and so much more tea. All for the price of an Earl Grey tea a month. Lovely. That sounds amazing, David. I would love to join. How do I do that? Oh, well, Michael, thank you for asking. Just head over to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bum boys. I'll get right on it. We also want to hear from you. Yes, you. Do you have any burning questions about Bake Off or any controversial food opinions? Send them over to stickybumboys at gmail.com or via DM at stickybumboys on social media. Don't forget any soggy bottom situations where you need advice from your two favourite Fagniants. We love those. We absolutely do. Right, we better go. We'll see you next week for the final. Maybe I'll wear a nice hat. I'd be absolutely thrilled if you just showered. No need for anything else. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. We're very professional, David. In one breath. <laughs> We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.